at 8 p.m. on Fridays. Join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affair. Hello, this is Pastor Solomon Odiyebuchi Okono with you on Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. I'm glad to be leading out again as we review this week's lesson. The title of this lesson is Education in the Garden of Eden. The key text is Job 36 verse 22. Behold, God is exalted by his power who teaches like him. Let us pray. Everlasting King of Glory, we appreciate you this moment for extending another opportunity to us to study your word. We ask you, Father, to please guide us with your Holy Spirit and to prompt us to act always according to your word. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The creation narrative of Genesis 1 is one of the most fundamental stories of the Bible. This story has been told and retold over the centuries. The setting of this narrative was that paradise on earth, the Garden of Eden. The characters were God, Adam and Eve, the angels, and the serpent. The story begins with God creating. Then he instructs Adam and Eve. Next, Adam and Eve sin, and they are banished from the garden. In Genesis, we find that Adam and Eve were educated directly by God. See how this is portrayed by Ellen White in the book Education, page 20. The Garden of Eden was a schoolroom. Nature was a lesson book. The Creator himself was the instructor, and parents of the human family were the students. Despite this privilege, Adam and Eve chose another teacher, and the result of that choice was disastrous. During this week's lesson review, we shall evaluate what really happened why it happened, and what lessons we can learn from that experience. The first school. Genesis 2 verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put man whom he had made. It doesn't make sense in today's world to use a garden as a classroom. In fact, suggesting an idea like that can make you look stupid. But just imagine how much sinless and perfect Adam and Eve must have learned studying in a garden planted right at the heart of a perfect world with God as a direct teacher. Genesis 2 verses 7 to 23 reveals God's purpose in creating man, placing him in the Garden of Eden and employing him there. God knew the potentials of Adam and Eve and he intended that as he taught them, and engage them, they will reach their full potential. In the Eden school, God intended that man should be happy and fulfill all that he wanted him to accomplish. He chose to accomplish this task by giving man a responsibility. Although in our fallen state, we cannot fully comprehend what the responsibility God gave to Adam and Eve would have meant to their health, their stability and happiness. But God knew that for Adam and Eve to strive, they needed to be engaged, so he gave them the garden to tend. Genesis 2.15 God knew that Adam did not just need animal companions, so he gave him Eve. God knew that man needed an intimate relationship with him, so he created a space within the confines of the garden. All the arrangements in Eden 
showed that God was purposeful in creating man and that he loves us dearly. There are three major lessons we can learn from this day's lesson. Number one, you are healthier if you are gainfully engaged in something. So, go to school, get a job, run a business, be engaged in a trade. Like Adam and Eve, God intends that you and I should be working. The second lesson to learn is that you need healthy relationships. We are healthier when we relate well with fellow humans, especially our spouses and family members. Please, mend those broken relationships today. Mend your relationship with people around you. Mend your relationship with your wife. Mend that relationship with your husband, your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends and neighbors. You need healthy companions to be healthy and to live. The third lesson to learn is that you need a healthy space to relate with God. Do you have a place where you meet with God? Do you meet with God regularly alone? Please consider getting a place just for you and God alone. It could be a place in your home, in your office. It could be anywhere. Just get a place where you can regularly meet with God alone. This is God's original intention for you. Intrition. Like good teachers will invest time and energy decently organizing their classroom to support a rewarding teaching and learning experience. God took time in preparing a learning environment within the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve. Every single flower, every bird, every animal, every tree offered Adam and Eve an opportunity to learn more about the world and about their creator. But there was an abrupt intrusion. In the chapters before Genesis 3, we hear pleasant and perfect expressions such as, And God saw that everything he had made was very good. Genesis 1.31 But Genesis 3 opens with this expression, Now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast of the field. The word subtle, which may also be translated as cunning, is a deviation from the perfection that had already been expressed. This deviation is opposed to God's character of clearness and honesty. Adam and Eve were free beings who could make their own choices. They could choose to obey or not. In Genesis 2.17, the Lord told Adam that if he ate from the tree, he would surely die. But when Eve repeated this statement in Genesis 3 verse 3, the word surely was removed. In Genesis 3 verse 4, the serpent brings back the word to Eve, but with utter contradictions. Although Eve had been taught by God, but she appeared not to have learned what God intended to communicate to her. And the result of her choice is a decay, destruction, and death that we face today. What does this teach you about the choices we make daily and about the consequences we may have to reap from our choices? Missing the message. We saw in the previous lesson that although Eve did not misinterpret what the Lord had told them, she watered the message down, suggesting that she did not take it seriously. The consequence of that careless living has remained with us till date. The devil knew the instruction that God gave to them very well, but he was ready to twist the truth. One of the beauties of the Eden education was that Adam and Eve had unlimited access to God, 
such that when the serpent told Eve that the instruction God gave to them was incorrect, Eve would have returned back to God to confer with him. But she chose to believe the serpent instead. To accept the serpent's version of the message suggested that Eve doubted God. Adam on his part knew that his wife had transgressed and has disregarded the only prohibition given to them as a test of their fidelity, knowing that he must be separated with Eve, whose companion has been his joy. He chose to go the path of disobedience with her. Petrus and Prophets, page 56. Although Adam and Eve knew the difference between right and wrong, they chose to do wrong. Think about the deceptive irony here. The serpent said, if they ate of the tree, they would be like God. Genesis 3 verse 5. But God had already told them that they were like him. Genesis 1 27. What can this teach us about how easily we can be deceived, even with our education and exposure? And why is faith and obedience the only protection? Gaining what was lost. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power had given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. After the fall, Adam and his wife faced many consequences, one of which was their banishment from the Garden of Eden, their original classroom. Think about what this couple lost because of their disobedience. When we understand the nature of a fall, then we will better appreciate the need and purpose of education in this age. Life in an imperfect world ushered a new purpose for education. Education before the fall was to acquaint Adam and Eve with God, his character, his goodness, and his love. Therefore, education after the fall should be to reacquaint humanity with God's character, goodness, and love, as well as to recreate the image of God in us. In spite of the physical estrangement from God, which was caused by sin, God's children can still enjoy God's presence and experience His character, His goodness, and His love. And this is what real education should accomplish. Through nature, prayer, and Bible studies, we can still encounter God. The good news is that Jesus has made plans for our salvation, so we're not lost forever. True education should be pointing students to what Jesus has accomplished for humanity on the cross of Calvary. Peter writes in 2 Peter 1, verses 3 to 11, that although humanity lost the garden, much can be regained if we can attain to a full knowledge of Christ. If we can educate ourselves and allow the truth of God to be implanted in our hearts, and if we can follow that truth in our living, then we will daily grow towards faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control and perseverance. True education will lead us to be restored to the image of God daily. Think about the fact that the forbidden tree was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 2.17 What should this teach us about why we should not consider all knowledge as good? How should we try to differentiate between good and evil knowledge? And how hard should we try to avoid evil knowledge? despises of authority. 2 Peter 2 verse 1 But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. 
Literally, there are natural students in every classroom who will learn and absorb materials easily and make fine grades without stress. While other students struggle to grasp lessons in class, to natural students, knowledge seems to stick naturally. But Peter in 2 Peter chapters 1 and 2 reveals that education in Christ gives everyone equal opportunity. In the school of Jesus, whosoever dedicates himself or herself will gain the knowledge that Christ intends to impart. In 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 1 to 17, Peter rebukes those who despise constituted authorities. He rather encourages us to obey authorities ordained by God. He leaves an assurance, however, that if one falls into temptation, especially the temptation of despising authorities or other kinds of sin, that God is mighty to save. Although we cannot say that Adam and Eve despised the authority of God, but they chose to disobey God's authority as they blatantly disregarded his instruction, which, by the way, was for their own good. Dwell more on this question of authority, not just in church or in a family, but in life generally. Why is the proper exercise of authority and the proper submission to it so important? Please discuss your answer with someone. In conclusion, the main aim of real education should be to acquaint man with God and to restore the lost image of God. God promises that someday what was lost in Eden will be regained. As a leader, learn to exercise authority with the fear of God. And as a follower, learn to submit in righteousness to authorities that have been ordained by God. Please pray with me. Our dear loving Father, thank you for this beautiful lesson. Thank you for the plans you have made to recreate all things someday soon. Until then, Lord, help us to continue to acquaint ourselves with your character and love and to respond with righteous living in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680 or you can send an email to summary at gmail.com. God bless you. At 8 p.m. on Fridays, join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affairs.